Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast. Making complex programming simple and fast. With everything from career advice to philosophy. John Summers will show you everything you need. It's the Simple Programmer Podcast. Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast. A short mix of career advice, philosophy, and soft skills from successful author and software developer, John Sonmez. Hey, welcome back to Simple Programmer Podcast. I've got another interview for you today. A good buddy of mine, uh, Dan Martell, and, uh, and, and he's doing something pretty interesting in this space. Uh, so, so I thought I'd, I'd have him on to talk about uh, a little bit about this this new course that that he's got. Um, I think I think you guys will really enjoy this this interview. So uh, welcome, Dan, and, and thanks for doing the the interview. John, thank you so much for having me, man. Really excited to be here and uh, get to meet your community. It's a vibrant one. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, we've got a lot of uh, a lot of programmer entrepreneurs, and uh, and I think they'll they'll be interested to, to hear what what you have to say. So, um, so why don't you why don't you give a little little intro about yourself? You've done so many things. <laughs> I know. I mean, uh, it, it's tough to nail it down. I'll, you know, if you don't mind, I'll just give you the quick backstory. I think it kind of gives context yeah. uh, who I am and what I do. Um, going way back as a kid, I like to start there. I actually, you know, I, I like to share this just again to to give people an idea of where I came from. I grew up in a small town in Canada. At a young age, I, um, I kind of went through a really challenging environment as a teenager. Really, since the age of 11, I got taken out of my home, put into group homes, foster homes. Eventually got into drugs, hung out with guys twice my age. And by the time I was 17, I ended up in jail twice. Um, that made me land in rehab where I learned a lot about myself. And it was there that I actually discovered a book on Java programming, this yellow okay. book. And uh, it was just crazy. I just I, There was this computer. There, was, there wasn't even an internet connection. And... I was reading this book and I'm like, it kind of makes sense. And I wonder if it would actually work. And, you know, fast forward that uh, after that period of my life, I ended up rebuilding a relationship with my whole family and built, you know, kind of a new friend structure, started building companies at 17, 18 years old. I've since now built five companies. The last three were acquired. The last two were venture back. I had investors like Mark Cuban invest in my last company, Clarity, um, I got to spend a week with Richard Branson last year. I feel, I mean, honestly, I say these things and it's just ridiculously, um, I feel so blessed because again, I come, I, can't, I grew up in a small town in Eastern Canada, lived in San Francisco, tried to live that dream. I'm a developer. So a lot of yeah. like your audience would probably kind of resonate with that. And I taught myself the business side of things and the marketing aspect and all these different things. And that's, that to me is, that's why I'm here today. I've also invested in 30 plus companies as an angel investor so companies like Get Around, uh, Udemy, a lot of you guys might know about, or even um, Intercom. Seems like a lot of developers use Intercom for their projects. Uh, so I've been fortunate enough to uh, those guys let me invest in their company. So it's been a fun ride. Awesome! Wow, yeah, I didn't realize that. I never heard the Java, the Java book part. That's pretty cool. The, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it was uh, it, it was neat because I guess you know my dad always joked that if I could just find something that I was passionate about that wasn't illegal maybe I, my life would turn around and it turned out to, to be a pretty big deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and I've been, uh, you know, I think I first encountered you from clarity when, uh, you know, I was a big fan of, of clarity of such a, I thought it was such a good idea because, there, and I think a lot of people probably uh, in my audience that don't, don't know about that, that like, uh, 
finding a mentor is such a hard thing to do. Like, especially if you just need a little bit of advice on a thing. And that, that was such a good, uh, good idea for, for doing that. So. Yeah, thanks. It was, it was a passion project. I mean, a lot of companies I've, I've built pretty much the, the ones that worked out were ones that I, I built. I solved problems for myself and clarity, you know, as an expert network for business advice. And it was just like, you know, at first it was trying to solve the amount of inbound requests I had on my own personal time, Yeah, you know, just create a bit more efficient way to schedule and book and talk to people. And it just kind of snowballed from there to one day realizing that I was solving the problem that I wish I had when I was 17 years old, that solution of getting access to the world's smartest uh, doers, right? Not just consultants and teachers, but actually people that do, that build, that create companies. You know, we grew the company to 50,000 experts in a two-year period with some of, you know, Eric Reese and, you know, uh, uh, some of the top angel investors in the Valley to, you know, just obscure people like the guy that wrote the screenplay for Shrek, right? Like yeah. just really weird <laughs> Cool, yeah. neat people, but um, that was a really fun uh, company to build. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I spoke to Ryan Holiday on there when, when I was launching my book. So it was pretty cool like to get access to someone who you would just never imagine you'd have access to. So That was, that was the, the vision for the company, and I think that's why we had the success and then obviously gotten acquired in uh, February, now part of startups.co. It was a pretty, uh, pretty cool outcome. Cool. So tell me what you're doing now. You, I, you know, I talked to you, and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm taking a break. And then, uh, and then all of a sudden, like I'm getting these emails from you and all these videos are coming out. And I'm like, I don't think Dan's taking a break. <laughs> I, did, I mean, I tried, I guess, you know, when I, when I, when Clarity got, or no, it was Flowtown got acquired, my previous company, Clarity, I lasted two months, right? Yeah. And I truly wanted to take time off. You know, we had built that company over a three year period, raised venture capital. It was just like hundred hour weeks, just crazy full on. And two months later, I come up with this idea for Clarity. It started off as a project and it exploded. So then another two years, two and a half years of my life kind of just fast forward. So I said, I'm giving it a year. So I moved to San Francisco for the winter. You know, right. I think that's uh, the last time we talked, I was there. And I truly, no, no events, no conferences, no nothing. I was yeah. like, I'm, I'm going to hang out with my two little boys. They were uh, one and two years old at the time, my beautiful wife. And, and I lasted six months this time. So it was June okay, okay. 2nd. Yeah, June 2nd. It was after we had originally talked, I think in February, I uh, wrote a blog post. I just got, you know, what happened was I started doing these YouTube videos because a friend of mine, Alex Icon, challenged me to do a six-week challenge. He's like, you should do these videos. And, and I've just always been somebody that, you know, as much as I can, gives back and teaches others. I mean, I did 1,400 yeah. clarity calls. I've spoken at hundreds some conferences. I've gotten to speak at Berkeley University and Stanford through Steve Blank's class and pretty much international. And all those, those things were to just teach other people because I felt really lucky to have people teach me. And the YouTube videos, that's when everything changed. That was yeah. like, all of a sudden, I was getting an inbound influx of people asking me questions, people calling me their mentor, their advisor. I've never talked to them, never met them. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like the level of impact you can have if instead of doing one-on-one, -on -one, which is what I've had done for 15 years prior, actually say, no, let me document some of my thinking and just give it to the world, teach them. And uh, that's grown into now my videos get thousands of views every week. I've got 10,000 plus people on my newsletter. And, um, and then I just decided in June to, to go all in down that path to, to, to be a teacher really. And it was a, it's a tough decision to make, you know, like I've been yeah. building tech companies, investing in companies. A lot of people thought I was going to start another software company or go be a venture capitalist full time. And uh, I thought I could do that, but that wouldn't be scary. It wouldn't be challenging. It wouldn't, it wouldn't 
make me feel like I was learning new skills because I've been doing that for years. I know how to do that. And uh, what I decided to do instead is, is try to learn and teach myself how to teach, how to communicate, how to share ideas, document those ideas. And, and that's kind of where we're at today with this new, uh, this new free course I'm launching called the idea to exit. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've been, it, it's addicting, right? It's like, you know, you start doing the YouTube videos and then it, like you, you feel like you're really impacting so many people and you just got to keep going. Uh, that's, that's kind of why I've, I've stuck with it, but I'm glad to see, and, and your, your YouTube videos have been very impactful. They've, uh, so I, I've enjoyed uh, watching them and, uh, and I think uh, you know, we've had a little bit of cross pollination between our audiences and, and I know a lot of people in, in my community have, have enjoyed it, uh, your, your videos as well. So, that's it. I'm cool. glad, yeah, glad no, to see you going down that path. So, I mean, honestly, you and uh, about a dozen other people were a real inspiration for that because I didn't even know it was a thing. You know, like yeah. I think that's the biggest lesson. You know, I moved to San Francisco in 2008 after I sold my first company, and people ask me, well, "What did you learn from being in San Francisco?" I'm gonna. The, the biggest thing was the belief it's possible, right? Yeah. Most people don't even know this is a thing. They don't. I didn't even know there was this option of creating a YouTube channel or. Or, or, or recording in a studio and sharing my message or like, I don't know why it just never occurred to me, even though I was, I was heads down building software companies. And, uh, you know, I want to thank you for showing me. I remember we talked, I was like, what do you do? And you showed me kind of how it worked. And I was like, man, that would, you know, that seems like really purposeful, impactful to the world, you know, and it's been really fun ride so far. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to hear about this, this new, uh, th th this new course that you've got here. So, uh, so tell me, tell me a little bit about, about this, especially, and I think this is going to be relevant. I'm going to have some questions for you because, because we were just discussing this a little bit and I, I've been, I think I've been trying to do what you're teaching in this course. So I, I could definitely use this knowledge. Yeah. I mean, so w what happened was I, I, I put out all these videos. I think I put out like 25 or so. I've been doing them every Monday. That's religiously and I'll do it for the rest of my life. That was my commitment on June 2nd. I said, you know, this is something I want to do. And yeah. what happened though is people started asking me specific things about building a software company, right? Like how do I do customer validation? How do I build my first prototype? How do I build a team? How do I raise capital? You know, or on the flip side, there's, you know, I've been fortunate enough to advise and talk to many very successful entrepreneurs that are now like, all right, we've gotten to this point. What's the exit strategy? And, you know, I just kept answering emails and comments and tweets and Periscope videos. And finally, I was just like, hey, man, I got to sit down and just dump my brain, right? Yeah. Like, just take everything I've ever learned, draw it out as a framework and how it all connects and then just put it out there for the world. So that's what I've done. There's a free, the free mini course. You can go get it for free at ideatoexitonline.com. And I'll just walk you through, to me, there's six big steps to the, the kind of strategy. Um, there's, you know, the founder's foundation. Then there's the product development, marketing and distribution, team building, funding, and then exit, right? Or, or okay. and an exit, I don't believe anybody should ever build a company to get acquired, but I believe you should understand what are the options for an exit strategy because that'll help you do the right things along the journey. So that's why I call the idea to exit because it's really, how do you, now this is not for people that don't have an idea. Like right. I, I'm not, I don't, you know, I feel like a lot of people already help, you know, folks trying to kind of not an entrepreneur that want to be an entrepreneur. I'm more like, okay, you have an idea, you yeah. want to go to market with it or you have, you're in the market and you can't figure out how to get traction or you want to raise money or you have traction, you want to take it to the next level. This course is really uh, my brain of 15 years of building software companies in an online course that uh, people can consume. 
Okay. Okay. Now, now the, with the exit thing, this is an interesting point that you brought up. So um, I think a lot of people, like you said, I mean, there, there's a little resistance because people say, oh, well, uh, I, I don't want to build a company to sell. I want to build my dream or something. And then I think people get stuck and correct me if I'm wrong, because they don't realize that the same strategy you use to build a company that's that could be sellable, that it would have an exit strategy is the same strategy that you use to make it so that it's actually passive income instead of creating a job for yourself. Is that, is I mean, that true? Isn't or? that crazy? Well, yeah. So like what, what's funny is most people, even if they have a 20 million a year business, have really high paying jobs. Yeah. The, the company won't operate or function if they get taken out of their business. And they usually feel that anxiety when they go away on vacation for two or three weeks a year. And that to me is uh, not what entrepreneurship is about. It's not what being a business owner should be about. Being a business owner is different than being a business operator. Yep. Two different things, right? And I, I, I feel fortunate enough that when I finally, I built five companies, the first two were complete failures, right? Maritime Vacation was the first one. Then I did a hosting company. And it was through that failure I went on a journey to really understand what is business? I'm a, I'm a software guy. I'm a tech guy, right? I didn't right. understand the world of business, the language of business being accounting. And how do you, you know, most people, they get their reports from their accountants and they just look at one number, like <laughs> how much retained earnings or gross revenue or profit did we make and everything else is just a wash, right? And right. That's, that's the kind of thinking that's changed that allowed me to build a company. You know, Sphere Technologies got acquired in 2008. Then I did Flowtown. Then I did Clarity. And with the venture-backed companies, those are, really unique because there's a level of scale and escape velocity you got to achieve just to even be in a position to raise venture capital. But all that being said, there's fundamental things that you can do to build a be, become a business owner versus being a business operator. And uh, we'll give you that option to exit. And that exit could be to a publicly traded company, or it could even be um, through a leverage buyout from the uh, other employees in your company. Right. Right. Or another option that I think is fantastic. I, I learned this from Richard Branson watching him operate. Um, I spent a week with him at his home in Switzerland with, with a dozen other entrepreneurs, guys like Tim Ferriss and the co-founder of Square. And, uh, you know, every night we'd have dinner with, with uh, Richard. And one night I got to sit next to him and we were talking. I just asked him how he thought about business. And here's a guy with 400 businesses, 400 CEOs. And the wow. Virgin Group of Companies has two co-CEOs that runs those 400 businesses and wow. Richard essentially lives on an island or in a ski hill and every once in a while people fly to him to get his advice but other than that he doesn't want to he's truly a business owner yeah yeah and and that is an option I think that most people don't talk about which is how do I bring in a CEO to run my business because truthfully that's what it should be it's either yeah. there's there's two ways to leverage the dream of a business it's either it continues to run without your involvement and that profit per year funds your lifestyle or you get acquired in that windfall of cash you can live off of the profits or, or the interest and that's that to me is the two ways you can look at the purpose of building the business yes you want to create value in the world you want to have impact but at the end of the day it's supposed to give you freedom and if you don't get to that point then freedom never happens for so many entrepreneurs i, I would say 95 yeah. percent of them never get to that point yeah, yeah, that's, and that's, I mean, and you're telling kind of my story with Simple Programmer. I mean, I love doing Simple Programmer. I love this company, but, but for such a long time, I was like, without me, it wouldn't function. 
and uh, and I put it to the test. I actually you know started listening to a lot of what you were saying, um, and and I put it to the test in the last three months as I've been traveling around Europe and working one day a week. And I realized, okay, well, but that wouldn't have I couldn't have done that a year ago. But I hired a, I hired a, an assistant. I hired an editor. I got a process in place. Figured out how to make most of the company run without me. And so that, but before then I was, I mean, and I was starting to feel burnt out. I was like, man, if I quit this, then everything disappears. The whole thing, it's all on my shoulders. It's, it feels so much better now to not have it all on my shoulders. And I didn't even have, I didn't, had no idea that, that that was an option. I thought when you run a business, you are the business. I didn't understand what, what you're, what you're telling me now. It's kind of interesting to hear that Richard Branson, uh, you know, is, is actually very, it's a passive. Warren Buffett, you know? Richard Branson, yeah. uh, Mark Cuban, all the wealthiest people. I, I guess I just feel lucky. I stumbled into this when I started yeah. investing in other companies where I realized I could put my capital to work. Somebody else built the value. And then at some point in the future, maybe again, it's high risk in, in that circumstance, angel investing, it's high risk. Maybe in the future it generates, you know, five, 10. I mean, companies like Hootsuite, that was a 2000 X return, right? Like not normal, crazy, um, um, lucky, but it happens. Now right. that's one type of way of, of making your money work for you. The other one is to build that business, to have somebody run it. And you know, it's just knowing that that's where you want to go. And it could be five years, 10 years, 15 years down the road. But I mean, just ask yourself here, here's a, here's a great, I want to give somebody t tactical advice, right? Yes. You can go to the, the free online course and you can get a bit more detailed examples of this and downloads. But, um, l let's say you're, you're looking to maybe get acquired someday. Well, the first thing you, you should do is identify seven potential acquirers. Okay. Right. Just for whatever business you're in, it doesn't matter if you're a plumber or whatever, like companies get acquired every day. So you go and you, you identify seven of those potential companies and you just go to them and ask them, Hey, I noticed you acquired this company. Do you have five minutes to talk to me? I'm just curious what you looked at, what you want to find nice. out. And, and there's, there's three people at each company There's a corporate development person. He, he's responsible for buying companies and expanding through acquisition corp dev. The other one's the product manager, the service manager for your business, right? That would be responsible for saying, yes, this is a good fit or not. And then third is the CEO. So, but you can just go to either one of them and they'll tell you what they look at because what you want to figure out is for your industry and your business, A, do companies acquire your type of company? And if so, what are the metrics or numbers they look at to assess the value, right? Yes. So if you knew for your industry, you're like, okay, these are the seven companies and it seems like they all care about unique visitors per month, average revenue per email or whatever the metric is, then you can decide, okay, now that I know that ratio, here's where I'm going to go in the next five years. And you can start to see how that's going to translate into a financial outcome. If you're just thinking because of my gross revenues, trust me, your businesses do not get bought on right. gross revenues per year. Okay. They don't. There's other numbers they look at and you want to find out what those are for your specific industry by talking to those people. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I never, never thought about that. I'm actually going to have to look into that a little bit for, <laughs> not, not that I'm looking for simple programmer to be acquired. No, no. Just, and that's the thing. I don't yeah. want, I think people don't do this step because they're, they're worried that that's, that's telling them that they don't love what they do or that they want an exit and they want to sell this, their baby. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying right. optionality to me. It's exactly. all about optionality. Yeah. It's saying I have the option, but I'm going to keep going right? Have the option to bring in a CEO, right? Most people's business structure, their finances do not support the business model to hire a CEO, right? They just don't, they don't run the business that way with that mentality saying, all right, the real, you know, most people treat their businesses like, or their bank account, their businesses like bank accounts. Yes. You treat your business yeah. like a bank account, 
you're already at a disadvantage. And it's, and it's just a small mind shift change to stop doing that. Then all of a sudden you look at your business like a business and you're the business owner and you just also happen to be the CEO. But those are two separate roles. Yeah. CEO and business owner are two separate things. How do you compensate your time for being CEO? And then how do you compensate your investment return as the owner of the business? That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I started to, um, I read a book called uh, E-Myth Revisited and that really started. Michael Gerber, genius. Yeah. That was the book. I'm glad you brought up that book, E-Myth. I read when I was 23 years old and it changed my whole career. Yeah, yeah. That was the one I read before I started Spheric that changed it. That company grew to 30 employees in four years, millions in revenue. And we got acquired, again, 150% growth year over year because of E-Myth. Awesome. Gerber taught me how to build a business that was repeatable, scalable through processes. Yep. Yeah. 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 I say I started implementing so much of that in my in simple programmer and it's, it's really been, been helpful and it just, you know, just dividing I will the, say the book that t- So, so here's the thing. Okay. E-Myth teach argues why you should do this. Sarah's yeah. pies, et cetera. Good. Doesn't really give you the template. The yeah. one that actually the book that gives you, it's called, um, work the system. Okay. Okay. That's I'm brand out that. Wrote that one. That's the book that actually says, okay, here are the systems you need to create, the way you create them, the way they look, the templates. So E-Myth will sell you on the vision if you don't believe yeah. in it. Work the system will teach you how to do it. Okay, perfect. All right, I'm definitely going to check that book out. And, and, and how, do you, how important do you think it is like for someone uh, who's starting out with their business to, to think about this from the beginning of like how much effort do you put in? Like you've got an idea, you want to create this, this business. Uh, do you just go for it or do you start thinking when you first start creating the business on how you can make it so that you, you know, that it, that it could run without you essentially, that it could be sellable, that it could be uh, passive income? Yeah. I mean, I, so just, just, you know, just as a thing of conversation language, I don't like the word passive income because I feel like it's a, a, a low energy word, right? right but people yeah. call it that and I get it, but it's not, we're not talking about like doing nothing sitting on the beach. We're talking about running your business with an hour to a week, right? right. As a business owner would, if you own several businesses, you know, maybe Richard Branson spends 30 minutes a week times 400 companies to talk to the CEO just to see what's going on. Right. Um, but that's the idea. So I will say, um, so it was a question about how to do that or how to think, oh yeah, in the, in the beginning. Yeah, do you yeah. think, how much effort yeah. do you put into that? Like, do you, do you have to have that or is it helpful to, to be thinking about that from the very beginning or can you just add that later or what, what stage do you start I, no, really thinking about this? I, I, day one, I really, yeah. I wanna, I wanna and my mission and the reason why I created this course is to yeah. show yeah. people a different way of thinking, right? It's not, you know, this is not the lean startup or agile development. It's, it's all those things, but really through a different filter of my mindset and beliefs because you know if you don't even know that getting acquired is an option or a thing that happens in your industry I want to I want to encourage you to check that out or or bring in a CEO to run your company I want to show you guys that this is an option so knowing that from the beginning and and so a lot of people talk about uh, kind of like 10-year goals right people underestimate what they get done in one year uh, or overestimate in a year underestimate in 10 years but let's say in a 10-year and it can reset every year right yeah your vision or your mission is bring in a CEO or sell the company and the, the truth is, is regardless of which one you choose, you're going to have to do the same work. Yeah. Okay. Getting it ready to bring in a CEO or getting it to a point where it can be acquired, it's the same amount of work. But what's cool is once you make that decision, even if it's a 10 year plan in the future, um, everything else is going to start, you're going to start thinking, okay, well, somebody's going to come in and run the business. I need to have systems and procedures that they can follow or 
monitor and have other people execute on that, right? So you do some really smart things like build out an org chart. Now this is business fundamentals, but for a lot of technical people, we're really good at building software or building the thing our customers use, designing that, but we're not good at understanding how the business works and what is a business model and strategy right. and what and 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 also the dashboard, which is the the financial, you know, the language of businesses, financials. How do you how do you get the right information from your your accountant? Because if you bring in a CEO, you want to then be able to tell the CEO, here's the things that matter for our business. Here's the metrics that we care about. Here's the systems we've created for you to execute and just keep running and monitoring. And here's your dashboard or your scoreboard that I'll be watching to make sure you're doing a good job. And if it trends down, you're fired. Right. And it's simple. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you're going to get paid handsomely. And here's the, uh, the base salary plus the bonus. And it's all figured out. And it's because you separated the business owner or the business operator from the business owner. Right. Okay. So I just think it's, it makes sense in the beginning to just think that way, even if it's a 10 year plan, because every month or every quarter, when you're kind of reviewing strategy, you're going to, you're, you know, it's, you're going to at least be going in that direction versus this way. And then going, Oh, this is what I wanted, but this isn't, it's going to take me five more years to get there. Where if you start from the beginning, it's, you don't create such a big gap. I see. Okay. So, so if I'm starting out with a new idea, like a lot of, I think a lot of people in the simple programmer audience might be just single developers or maybe, you know, two people are working on this software product that there are this idea that they have, uh, you know, I, I might do, I might go ahead and, you know, come up with the role of CEO and come up with the role of, of developer and come up with the role of marketing person. And, and even though I'm wearing all those hats, I have clearly defined a responsibility. It might seem kind of silly, but I know at some point, like from the very beginning, I'm thinking about doing those things. And then, uh, and, and then I might fill in people later and I'm, I'm developing processes, even though I'm the only one who's executing those processes. Is that totally okay? Yeah. And it's really, it's just a simple, like uh, doing an org chart and just say, look, if my vision in 10 years is to do 10 million a year in revenue as a SaaS business, okay, right. what will my team need to look like? And maybe you don't have all the answers, but you can guesstimate. It's not about being accurate. It's just about even doing the exercise. So you're going to say, well, I'm going to CEO, CMO, COO, CTO. Then I'm going to have my product development team. I'm going to have my customer support team, right? And you could maybe go find somebody that's got a 10 million a year SaaS business and just ask them, wait, what does your organization look like? Okay. And you go, oh, we're 25 people. And then you just copy what they've done. So that gives you a frame of reference of where you're going, right? And then financially, you got to say, okay, well, let's try to get to the business where we have a 15, 20% pre-tax profit. That's after all wages are paid and bonuses, meaning that that's the part for the investor hat. You're right. the CEO, which is the business operator. So he also gets a salary, probably making 200, 250,000. If you're, if you're running that kind of business, you're probably making 250 a year. Right. And, and on top of that, you're still making your 10, 15, 20% pre-tax profit. That's the part that you can either reinvest in the business to scale or take it out as a dividends as a business owner. And just knowing at a high level that that's the framework and that's the vision will just empower you to make the best decision to get there, which is what you want in the first place. I mean, right. nobody, I can't, nobody wants to build a business for 10 years and shut it down. Yet that is what happens all the time. People fall out of love with their business because it gets difficult or they have a a huge impact, something happens in their lives, they get a divorce, they get in a car accident, something major happens in their, business, in their lives that, that just makes the business not worth doing anymore. So essentially that 10-year investment in building revenue and team and infrastructure doesn't get materialized to what should be an asset that you can live off of or a windfall through an acquisition.
Right. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think of it as, as like running a, you know, a, a relay race and <laughs> you don't, if you don't have anyone to hand the bed ton to, you're going to get pretty dang tired over time. Totally. And, and yeah. imagine just because you set the framework, you say, look, these are the people I'm going to need as you increase your revenue from hundred thousand to 500,000, you can then, you know, you're going to have to hire people. So then you start making those decisions. Many people I've known, you know, they're, they're half a million in revenue and they don't have anybody else on their team. And that just gets grueling, right? Oh, like yeah. that's, that's hard. But, and then they get stuck there for two or three years and they're like, how do I break a half million? How do I break? It's like, oh, you need to build a team. I'm telling you guys at the beginning, start with the end in mind and then continue towards that goal. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think also, yeah, like you said, the, the motivation is going to disappear too. And then you're like, it's so much harder to do it if you didn't think of it from the beginning because you 100%. Know, the, the time when you're like, man, I really need a team because I can't take this anymore is the time when it's probably the hardest to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, and I mean, to me, the idea to exit course is really high level framework for software. Anybody wants to build a software company, that's, yeah. that is, you know, we're talking high level about business strategy because that's my passion in life. But this course is really for people who want to build a software company and have an impact on the world and want to potentially have an exit. And, and again, their, their definition of exit or not. Okay. So let me ask you a specific question for the, I think that will, a, a lot of people, because I get this question a lot uh, and, and I try my best to answer it, but, but you could probably answer this a lot better, which is, you know, a lot of, a lot of developers will say to me, hey, John. Uh, I've got this idea. It's a great idea. I'm working my regular job right now. I've got a family. Uh, how do I actually get traction on this? How do I actually like, I would someday like to make this my full-time thing or build a business out of this, but I don't know what to do or how to start or even how to like, w what's kind of the, the path that, that you, or what kind of advice would you give them and what kind of path would you, would you set them on maybe to, to, to yeah, well, be more I mean, successful? There's, there's two parts. There's one is, is, is making the decision, right? Like okay. that's, I want to do this and it's a decision. I, you know, there's, again, there's yourself and there's a bunch of other smart people out there that are going to just help people get past that like sticking point. Once you've made that decision, this is where I, I feel like my, my feedback can help you is there's two parts. There's one, it's how do you, how do you reduce the failure rate and, and reduce the wasted amount of time? That's idea to exit the mini course. That's, that's where I'm going to show you guys how to build what I call a no-cost uh, product development cycle, true customer validation. Then we're going to talk about the three um, aspects of a growth engine to make sure you get customers and continue growing your business. We're going to talk about funding options to grow your business. Then we're going to talk about exit strategies. So if you want the whole picture and the framework and how to do that, that's in the course. But if you want some real tactical stuff like, okay, I'm working on this already part-time. How do I get to full-time? What I would suggest, and it's you know, I, I don't, I don't like people who are like, oh, you should quit your job and sacrifice everything. Yeah. yeah. I think that's irresponsible. It's not the way I've ever done it. It's not the way people I know. We, we all kind of like put bets out there and then get some feedback and then make the next bet. So what I would suggest is get to a thousand a month in reoccurring revenue. If you're yes. a SaaS business or, you know, if you're a consumer, uh, internet, like a Facebook or whatever, maybe it's, you know, um, a thousand monthly unique visitors or ret retained uh, monthly active users, whatever metric you set a metric, right? I call it the bullshit bar. Here's yeah. the bullshit bar. This is where I want to get to. And I'm going to do it for X amount of time. And if I don't achieve that, then I'm not on point with my thinking, right? Yep. So if you say I'm going to get to a thousand a month in reoccurring revenue, but within three months, that's how you do it. And at that point you can decide and evaluate, should I quit my job and go work on this? But don't do it before because I really think it's irresponsible to prior commitments you've made to yourself. 
Yeah. And the truth is, is you need to fund the growth. You need to fund it. So, you know, you just got to be disciplined enough to block out your calendar and say, you know what, from 6 to 10 p.m. every night and from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. every morning, that's when I work on my product. And that's what the founder of Plenty of Fish did. Great Canadian entrepreneur. He yeah. just got bought for $500 million. I love that story because that's what he told himself. I'm going to yeah. spend six months, those time blocks, and I'm going to get it done. And it doesn't require 100 hour a week. It just requires you to be smarter about how you do it. And that's where the, my idea to exit course can help you reduce your failure rate and wasting time on building the wrong things. Awesome. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because that's one of the things I try to, like I cringe when, when developers tell me, oh, I saved up six months of salary and I'm going to like go and do my thing. And I'm like, good luck building your business with a gun to your head you know, because, because you got to do it. Otherwise you're done. And, and this is your first try, man, good luck with that. But no, uh, to me, the first try is a throwaway, exactly. right? Like just get it out of the way because there's no way you're going to win. There's just yeah. too many lessons to learn. Yeah. Right. My, it took me two throwaways to finally figure it out. So. Yeah. Yeah. When I started simple programmer, I mean, I was working, uh, you know, my regular job and to the point where, gosh, I, where my, where my income was three times my job income before I quit it because I was that conservative. I mean, maybe I was too conservative, but but, uh, but yeah, but I wanted to make sure that I was going to be okay before I, before I did so many people today that, you know, there's so much of that startup. I think, um, that scary kind of like they hear all these success stories and they're like, Oh, I'm just going to quit my job and just build my startup. And they don't realize the, the work involved or, or the, the risk involved. You know, it's, it's this delicate balance of, um, being okay with, uh, my, my son may jump in. So he may, he may do a cameo. Okay. Um, yeah, but uh, I think it's too much of this like startup ethos of like, I got to kill myself to be successful or if I'm not willing to do this and I'm not a real startup founder. Hey, Noah, you want to say hi? Di hello a tout le monde là. He's French. Di hello. Hello. Ça c'est John. Peace is me. All right, petit voir maman. Okay, bye Noah. Oh, sorry about that, man. Um, so... So that's the way I think about it is just there's too much um, thinking or conversations that is not based on truth, you know, yeah. movies and all that stuff. And I just rather see people, I just don't like seeing people sacrifice and hurt themselves. Like, like you have responsibility to your family, to, yeah. to other you know, people you mean. Like, I just don't think it requires that level of, um, of, of sacrifice. No, yeah, it's and one of the one of the easy ones is to like just cut out TV. <laughs> the, all those hours. I don't want to tell you what to do. I just <laughs> right, said, yeah. look, block the time out, exactly. and you will figure out what you've been doing in those time blocks. But you know, when you got guys doing that for ten years and selling their companies for five hundred million, if that doesn't inspire you, I don't know what should. Yeah, no, that's great. Okay, well, um, well, I, I, thanks, uh, thanks for for doing this interview. I think we should probably probably wrap it up here. But um, I want to definitely get uh, get. Uh, developers out there that are, are interested in or you know whoever entrepreneurial uh, ideas and want to do it the right way to to go and check out your your mini course so so get, maybe if you can give kind of the details where they can find it um and then kind of wh who's it for and uh and yeah. when, when can they get it so so there's two people i built this for people that have been um, uh, that have an idea. So successful entrepreneurs or people wanting to start a software company and just can't figure out how to get going. And then others that have been building a company and just can't figure out their stride or their traction. So those two, you know, when I was building this course, I was like, okay, it's people I had to create it in a very structured way so that I could help people that are new to this, but also the ones that are, that are just struggling to find that escape velocity. So you can go to idea to exit online.com. Just put your name and email there. And then I'll send you the three video mini course and, 
it's all there with some downloads and examples and links to resources. And it's, it's my best content to help you reduce the failure rate. And at the end of the day, maybe the first one doesn't work out, but um, you know, if you're like me and you don't give up, uh, eventually great things will happen. And that's, that's kind of why I wanted to put this content out there. Awesome. Well, great. Well, thanks. Thanks a lot, Dan. I really, really appreciate you sharing uh, your, your time. And, and just so everyone knows, you know, full disclaimer here, I'm not, uh, there, there's no secret handshakes here. I'm not getting paid to promote, promote this, you know, just, uh, just want to help. Uh, you know, we, I think, I think both of us want to, want to help, uh, you know, uh, want to be entrepreneurs to, to, to actually achieve their goals. So hundred percent. Thank you so much, John. And thanks for everybody for watching. And if you want to reach out to me, I'm at Dan Martell, 2Ls Martell on Twitter. Tweet at me. Let me know that you're from the Simple Programmer community. I'd love to hear from you. All right. Take care, everyone. All right. Thanks, John. Thank you.